0: The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters.
1: And good morning and welcome to another... Thursday, Arch Thursday edition of Analyze This here on your NPR station in the U.S. Virgin Islands, TJX FM. It's a beautiful day in paradise. And I'm joined by the one and only Sonia Nahardeen, King Roots Art Gallery, Christian Stead. 24? 24, 24 Company
0: 24 Street. 24 Company
1: Street. Good morning. How are you?
0: I am fantastic. And actually, I want to say it's the launch of... Um, our Thursday. Our yeah. Thursday begins November, the third Thursday in November, and goes all the way to the third Thursday in May.
1: Okay, yeah. Okay. So we got a good six months of uh, art at its finest, and uh, I think we're joined by... Well, let me introduce your, your partner in Kram this morning, joining us on the line. She's on the line right now. Yes, good
0: morning. Good morning, Nairis. Good we have with us
1: Nayaris Money. Walker. hmm And we got a uh uh retrospective or a perspective for our, our Anselm Richards going on. A
0: retrospective.
1: A retrospective going on up there. Uh Anselm passed away ten years ago, right? hmm Yeah, he was a, a artist here, one of ours and uh how that how the whole thing came about?
0: Um, you know, I'm trying to even sometimes people ask me that and I'm trying to figure out sometimes if it was just through conversations because many, many years ago I had this long list of artists that I wanted, um, to buy their art. Um, I think it's probably when I first got on island, um, in, let me see, 2016 Mm -hmm. and, um, I put the list away. But it's so funny doing this um, retrospective. I came up upon this little diary I had and I shared it with Juanita Woods and I said, look, Anselm's name is in this book. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think so many different conversations. I think maybe starting one, one time with Juanita, maybe a conversation with Nayaris, but it kind of just grew into that at least once a year that we needed to honor someone who had come before us in the arts.
1: Mm -hmm. So you never got to meet him?
0: No, I never did. So this journey has been unfolding. Learning about him
2: through... Uh, Can I jump in there? Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, Remember, um, so Sonia wanted to, just to uh, she wanted to to do this with what she just said and she started with Leo Cardi. Um, No, I'm sorry. She started with... um, uh, oh, oh, oh my God. Man. Is it Mr. McKay? Mr. McKay, yes. Mr. McKay. And then we were thinking, oh, this is a great thing. We could do this for different artists, of course. And so I, I had suggested Anselm, um because um, he was my uh, former art teacher at Central High School. Mm-hmm. And so I guess she wrote it in her book and, and forgot about it until she looked at it again. Um, because
1: I thought he was one of the absolute, most, um, just in terms of technique, skill dedication, he was, he was no. an amazing artist. No, he but, was, yeah. he was skilled. He, he was at Central, at, um, Gail Woodmer, She was also yes. a, uh, art teacher at, uh, Central High back in the seventies. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, he, uh, he, he was well known, well liked and, um. Interesting, you, 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 how did you go about get, getting his material and his work?
0: Um, there were several searches. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Juanita Woods was very instrumental in getting, helping us pull together his works. Mm-hmm. And we have a body of works courtesy of his daughter. A lot of them are from his daughter, Mariska, Mariska Richards, Mm -hmm. um, Juanita Woods herself. Um, A large body of the student works came from Lee Roan, attorney Lee Roan, who was a great supporter of purchasing the students' works so they would be able to go to New York to visit museums and also to visit colleges. So, um, all of the pieces just came together that way. And then um, reaching out to students, uh, former students and those students, um, their works currently now as artists and artists slash art educators, their works are also in the exhibit.
1: Talk a little bit about um, what, what we're trying to accomplish with, with these um, retrospectives.
0: Um Solidly: clearly,
1: clearly, we don't we want people to to don't forget the quality of the work that these artists you know, made available to the public.
0: Correct. Um, I think it's it's a constant bringing home um, uh, coming home for not only a, a younger generation, but a generation who he taught. I've had people come in all through this week who said I'm here because he was my teacher. Mm -hmm. I was leaving the gallery um, um, yesterday around five and somebody popped in and said he was my teacher and um, I had so many great memories with him teaching me art. So I think it's a reminder again of those who have come before us and and also solidifying it. If, if we don't solidify a body of work for those individuals and also documenting it. It's one thing to have the exhibit, but also to, to document it. So it doesn't end here. I could really see from this exhibit beginning to do a catalog because it's just a tip of the iceberg to do a catalog of all of Mitch, Mr. Richard's work. So um, somebody could say for me or phone in from this, oh, you know, I own a piece of uh, Mr. Richard's works, but it could be a piece that I've never seen. Mm-hmm. So we can begin the cataloging and think of something bigger, which could end up as a catalog recording his works.
1: Okay. Uh, Ms. Walker, talk about the the, the student teacher relationship you had with Anselm. Um,
2: <laughs> I I'm gonna say here that I probably wasn't one of his closest students. Um, I really only had one class with Richard, and there are other students who could probably talk better about him than me. But um, I um I was he allowed me to be in his advanced class. Even before, I, I didn't really have an art class, because I wanted to be an artist, um, and I wasn't wasn't being put into my schedule, and um, so I ended up taking a basic art class and an advanced art class simultaneously. And um, you know, he he was. Um,
1: how, how did I do that? How how was that? How was how was the, what was that experience experience um, like well, for
2: yourself? Well, it was. Child by file, definitely not as not as, as you know talented or good as some of the students who've been with him for consecutive years. And um, I had Miss Adley. I don't know if anybody remembers Adley. She was my, she was my basic art teacher, and they were the classes were right next door. I would leave Miss Adley's class and then go to his class. So I learned basic things from Miss Adley, and then he did more conceptual types of would work there with that. And developing my skill with Miss Adley, and then building up my um, ideologies. With him. What what what
1: and, what were the uh, what were the classes like in general for the students?
2: Uh we, we did a, we worked. It, it was we definitely made sure you work and the work had to be, you know, top notch. Um he was a, a real technique guru and um he did Mr. Richards, told a lot of stories, we had lots of conversations. Um it was a very boisterous class, it was a lot of talking. But he was very, um, also making sure that the work was being done and that you were learning what you needed to learn. Um, I was, I never got to go to New York, but I was part of a group that did help to raise funds for students to go to New York, and we did murals in town. Um, rum and um, no, what's the name? It's right next to the former um, Henley Gallery that's downstairs, like it has a, a go in, and there's this there, courtyard, and we had done a mural in there. Um, when I was in high school, I don't remember the name of
1: the restaurant, a, anything since. The restaurant, uh, so, uh yeah. that, that's on what, Company Street?
2: hmm Yeah, on Company Street, yeah.
1: Okay. But it's
2: been, you know, painted over and, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and that's the nature of, of doing public art, too. Somebody might just come and say, ask, you know, on that in the space, that means get rid of it, or so, um... I don't know that I have an image of it either, but yeah. So those are the. I mean, I, we we did all of those things. Uh, unfortunately, I it wasn't my opportunity to go to New York, but Richard did. As as a former teacher, helped me out. He come came when I was in college. He came to visit with um, some students he had brought up. They came to Philadelphia uh, to hang with me, and we ate at the rich, <laughs> <laughs> and um, and then. Um, the rich hotel, which is near where I was, and then he helped me um, get the F. Pastors Scholarship for um, for my master's. So he was mentoring way after
1: high school. That's, that's awesome. There was an event last week for Anton Anton right?
0: Yes, it was the opening.
1: No, oh, it was opening. Uh, of yes. your, uh, at your at your uh, gallery. Gallery. Yes, it okay. was. It
0: was the opening. It was well received. Mm-hmm. So many people. Um, Showed up and paid tribute to him. Um, his brother spoke, um, Falgrave spoke, Mariska spoke, um, attorney Lee Rohn spoke, and then all of the other students. Um, um, Niaris wasn't able to be there, but Danica David Mm -hmm. spoke. um, 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 Janelle and Carcion, um, she spoke. And okay. They had a very, very close relationship. You know, the remarkable thing about Mr. Richards, um, it's what he was able to extend outside the classroom. I, I From what I got from every, every student, I, I think he brought the rigors to the classroom and the standards. Like, mm-hmm. for example, Janelle found uh, old... Um, drawing that she did and then you turned it over to the back and he gave her an 80 Mm -hmm. and he said this is not your best work and he wrote he outlined three things four things in red um erase the lines stronger reds and oranges and um neater neater, and it was one more thing, mm-hmm. but he was very, and matter of fact, you Details. you saw it. you were detailed in. Yep, yep, and um, actually, Nayaris, you can make comment on that in terms of, um, in terms of grading and helping a student do, um, producing their best work. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure, so
2: there are different... Um schools of teaching art i, I know people are not really they think you know the students just come in and we give them something to draw but there are a discipline based art education um pedagogy and i think before i went to study i didn't know about that but looking at in retrospect um that's what that's what Ansom did he, he used a discipline based art education strategy and where a lot of it was based on good technique um, really understanding the basic how to do perspective, how to do a spell life, how to use color theory. And um, that particular piece that, that, she, that Sonia talked about was a color theory. Piece. So in, once you understand technique in a, in a traditional media, you can go into digital art, you can go into film, you can go into anything, because the basic foundational principles of art trans, transfer to the different forms of art. So when when we when and I think um that's what i study: discipline based art education so when he um when i when i grade my students at the very least when i first started for many many years um, before we went into visual culture and more openness in terms of like expressive work um i would do the same things i would delineate i would give a rubric right and then i would say okay this is where you know, you have so many points you can get to this, so many points you can get for that, because it helps for the students to see that you just—it wasn't like you didn't like their work. It wasn't that—it um, wasn't necessarily a good work. It's—it's—it needs a little improvement, and this is where you can improve. And I think that's what um, I know for that when because I was in class. Technique was so, super, super important, and and I think I'm a similar kind of teacher. I think I probably channel him quite a bit because I'm in mean, the same room he was in towards his last years of tenure at Central High School, Um, and I even found one of his old um, uh, planning books and that, you know, iconic uh, lettering that he used. It was very architectural in its its style, very blocky, would write in these blocks, perfectly aligned um, lettering, and the writing itself was artistic. So you know when you read that, I'm, you're not, you're, you don't really get upset. You're looking at this and like, yeah, this is bad. This is not good. This, but the writing is so beautiful. It's like wow. Ah. <laughs> so so you, yeah.
1: you so you, you 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 could say without a doubt he had a direct influence on on how you educate your students.
2: Yeah, well, um, yes, directly indirectly yes, because I was a student, but two because I think we studied the same the same pedagogical stuff. Hmm.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, let's let's get back to last week's uh, event. Um, the gallery is now known for these these events, where because uh, I spoke of Argrave and um, people who haven't seen each other for a long, long time. <laughs> The gallery—it's
0: a reunion yeah, space. It's like a
1: reunion location. Mm-hmm. Um, what's that like? Knowing that um, you're not only holding events, but you're actually bringing people back together who may not have seen each other for decades.
0: It's—it's it's a wonderful feeling, mm-hmm. and also people that i don't know mm-hmm. so it allows me to meet other people on the island that even being here for this time or having a gallery for two years um not meeting them and it's it's a wonderful feeling it's exhilarating that's the best way to describe mm-hmm. it
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know we um we left on thursday because we're a small
1: community and, yeah. and and you know everybody goes their separate ways um, for you know, at a time, uh, a certain time period, five, ten, fifteen, twenty years. Next thing, you yeah. know, boom, an event happens. We have some, some might just happened to be in town at that particular time. They hear about it, yeah. they show up, and then the next thing, you know, uh, you know, childhood friends are revisited.
0: I, I, Friendships, I, yeah. I saw it all around.
1: the room. <laughs> I, I really did. No, yeah, that's that's, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah,
0: it was really. Um,
1: yeah.
0: We left that night feeling very. Mm-hmm. Very
1: high, you yeah. know. It was just really <laughs> like, wow, this, this emotional high. Yeah, it was really an emotional high.
0: That's, that's, an, that, emotional, that's an emotional. And by
1: the way, how do how they got to redo it anyway?
0: I I think it's doing well We're moving towards Our second anniversary Mm -hmm. Um, December will be our December Because Yeah we opened up Well there we go We opened up with Nyaris The first um, Solo exhibit So I think we're doing well Um, We'll be pacing ourselves Again next year Mm -hmm. We're working our calendar All the way to 2024 And that's That's a nice feeling But I think we're doing well
1: Mm -hmm. Are we getting the The support um, um, For that area Of town um, or your where you actually your your studio, your gallery actually is where we start to get into Market Street, uh, right. coming off of strand Street. Yes,
0: yeah. yes, it's um, you know, it's a it's a block that people would tend to zip mm-hmm. by because if you'd if it's you don't, con, it's a conduit. Yeah, because yeah. if if you don't stop at the first store on the, on the block, mm-hmm. or you don't go to the church, and you just go, shh, um, so um. We're gonna have this big banner now yeah. for our Thursday. Yeah, okay. So every our Thursday for the week of our Thursday, there's gonna be a big banner stretching across the gallery to the other side of the street. Okay, so that's, that's very new. No, that's
1: awesome. Yeah, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Have our some Richard's uh, retrospective. We got Miss Naris Walker uh, on the line, and we have um Sonia Nahardeen joining us here in the studio. It's our Thursday here on Analyze This. We'll be back right after this.
3: what I know about courage, I learned from my adoptive mom. She said sometimes
1: you just got to hold on and know we'll get through this.
2: Mom, we are so high up. Hold my hand. <laughs> no, you hold my hand. Here we go. <laughs> Learn about adopting a teen from foster care. You can't imagine the reward. Visit AdoptUSKids.org to find out more. This message is brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council.
3: Está por lanzar el ramo, ¿no No,
2: amiga. No puedo ir por la influenza.
3: No te pierdas de disfrutar con los tuyos. La vacuna contra la influenza te protege a ti, a tus seres queridos y a tu comunidad. La vacuna es segura, eficaz y puedes ponértela al mismo tiempo que la vacuna del COVID-19 si tú quieres. No te conviertas en otro caso de la influenza. Vacunate hoy. Para más información, visita.vacunatecontralainfluenza.org Presentado por AMA, CDC y el Ad Council.
1: And we're back here on Analyzed This, Arts Thursday, and we got a nice discussion, a retrospective of uh, Anton Richards, among uh, other things going on um, with art here. Uh, in the Virgin Islands St. Croix. we got Ms. Nairis Walker joining us on the line and Sonia uh joining us here in person. Good morning, ladies.
0: Good morning. You know, Neville, I'm going to take a minute to jump in to say how important art education is.
1: Mm-hmm. Go right ahead.
0: And, you know, happy, happy, happy that we're able to talk about Mr. Richards. But for people to understand that Art education doesn't need to begin when you get to high school. Art education should be the basics of even when you have Head Start or infant-toddler development or those very, very early years. Because I remember being in the nursery because of my specialty is infant-toddler development, mm-hmm. where... We worked a lot with sensory development, be it water play, sand play, but just giving um, young children, toddlers, the ability to put a paintbrush in a cup and just to make broad strokes. It wasn't about being in lines, but just the the experience of being able to work with paint and putting it on paper, and also having children see images in books, that's another way of viewing art. So you can sit with a two-year-old and for them to see an image of themselves or images of things around the world, and that's also impactful and also more so impactful to the brain. So art education, beginning at a very young age, the building blocks, you, you do the scaffolding, ends up to better and better bigger brain development. So by the time they reach Nyaris in high school, you know, you're at a place where it's much more solid. And I think Nyaris could talk more about that that piece, but starting from the very beginning where I worked with the young children, I saw the benefits of it.
1: Well, I can just let you ladies, um, you know, feed off each other and, and speak about um, art education, uh, development, of our young people um, and how that allows for them to evolve and find out really who they are. Ms. Walker?
2: Yeah. Um, well, Sonia said it all. You know, she so started with the the right thing. Um, I'm not going to say our, our our kindergartners don't engage in the arts and stuff like that, but they're not engaged in the arts by trained professionals. Uh, and so when I get students who come to me who may have had an art teacher or some kind of art experience, it's, oh, Oh, I can't draw. Every time I say, hey, have you done art? Oh, I can't draw. Well, drawing is not the only art form there is. Um, And it's not the only thing that makes one an artist. Um, I get a lot of students with high anxiety when they come into my classroom because they think they're going to fail the class. Um, They also realize it's, it's work. It's just as hard work or challenging work as it might be in English or any other course. And so there's a disrespect that happens with the arts throughout the students' careers that make them not value it when they come to high school. Um, and I think that needs to change in our institutions and in our community. Um, we love music, but somehow the visual arts doesn't seem to um, have the same level of respect when you think about your house, how you decorate your, the interior of your home. The clothing that you wear, the watches that you wear, the shoes that you buy. And all of that is visual art. It has to be designed and drawn. They need to learn design aesthetics, the people who make it. And then you have a particular design aesthetic that makes you buy it. Sometimes you buy a cloth that just looks really good, even if it doesn't fit as well as you would like. Or Well, the fit has to follow. And the fit, form and function is, is part of art and design. But as, I think it can only speak for ladies per se. We, we might buy a pair of shoes that's just a little tight or a little too small because it looks awesome, right? Um, and again, we, we, we go with the, the visual, and that's what art does. And we walk into a dirty space, we're going to keep it dirty. We walk into a beautiful space, we want to keep it beautiful. And that's effective area of the, um, so for example, art education is, uh, not art, education in general is supposed to cover three areas, three domains, right? Cognitive, affective, kinesthetic. We only focus on the cognitive and, you know, the kinesthetic in terms of like gym, movement, stuff like that. But we even even barely that. And so we focus so much on the cognitive. We don't give the students a chance to, um, to put into practice the things that they are supposed to be cognitively ingesting. You know, there is no theater program where they can read and express through reading. There is no. Um, theater program where they can build or paint backdrops, use math to design furniture for the space. I mean, there are ways to engage students in the arts without necessarily them having an art class. Programming in the schools could be one of those things. Um, so that, you know, we have lots of talented students who can dance, but they don't have that outlet and they may not be able to afford to pay for a private dancer to really learn what it's about. And so many times I hear of successful people who go up to the state, they went to high school from here, and they you know, they get into a dance program or into an art program or into a sports program. And we take so much credit for that, but I'm just going to be on the radio and glad and say, very rarely do we actually support that. They get that when they go up there. Well,
1: you spoke of uh, something that has to do with, with curriculum. So... Mm-hmm. Um, have you reached out to a, a department head at your school, um, or um, requested a meeting with the board of education to just exchange ideas so that they could, you know, process what you're experiencing and try to incorporate that in their decision making? I, I have. I have. I have. Well, I don't know that
2: I've written official letters, but I have spoken to people on in the board of education. I most definitely speak to my, my my principals. I literally had a principal last year walk into my room and said, "Miss Walker, they told me the arts are not important." She was of tears. I was like, "Okay, now you know," because <laughs> I've been facing that for years now. Mm-hmm. Literally, I am quoting her, Miss Walker. They told me the arts are not important. Yeah.
1: Nobody could, but, but how could anybody uh, arrive at such a erroneous? conclusion that the arts are not important, given how you know when we were growing up um it wasn't just the humanities um you had to incorporate art and physical education because you wanted to create the well rounded student Ms. harding exactly i
0: I think sometimes um or my observation here and in other areas I've viewed in the United States I'm um, in the mainland um If there's a gap or a fallback, um, clearly for the past two years we were in the pandemic, that's a fallback. So Mm -hmm. when there's a fallback, you've got to play catch-up. So if you're playing catch-up, certain things fall behind. If you're looking at scores in anywhere in the country and you see a fallback, you're going to go, okay, we need to catch up here and we're going to drop this. If money's involved finances, and taxes aren't coming in and things aren't doing well. And you're looking at a state budget and you say, we're going to cut X, Y, and Z. Let's say it was the seventies or the eighties. Okay. We're going to cut this. So in New York city also went through this great experience where certain things were taken taken out of the curriculum. And then what also ended up happening I think students had to rely on specialty schools, like going to performing arts.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: if you wanted to do a particular thing, then you went to that particular high school. So they've been budget cuts, I think, in all parts and segments. But what I've also witnessed, witnessed places like the Upper West Side in New York City where you had parents who had the money,
1: mm-hmm. the means,
0: the yeah, means yeah. to have to, to do it. Yeah. If if the courses were cut in the classroom, they made sure that it was made up in after school, mm-hmm. and they fundraised to make sure they could pay some of the teachers to run the programs and the after school programs.
1: Mm-hmm. No, um, yeah. because of it, you bring up the pandemic and resources. Um, we we were in a unique situation during the pandemic where because we're a smaller jurisdiction, it didn't take much money to fill um the resource needs for the for the Virgin Islands. We were we were a major beneficiary with the legislation that was passed, monies were made to different um states, municipalities and, and, and all that stuff. So if in fact um we identify some surplus areas. Maybe uh, we could you, we could you know look at uh, communicating with with leadership and seeing if um, we could put programs in place to address that. Because one of the biggest concerns um, in doing the the pandemic, the pre post mortem, because the pandemic ain't over, right? Yeah. Um, is um learning loss. Yes. And it, that's the arts. You know, is an area where learning loss um, probably took place or may have actually uh, enhanced because we didn't know what the children were doing at home in a long time. And they may have been, you know, finding out more about themselves mm-hmm. uh, during that window. Miss Walker, have you noticed that mm-hmm. um, with some of your students, any of them, any of them talked well, about I mean, what they did? I, I
2: didn't find that. The the from my class anyway that it was any worse than say it is in in live classes because it's the students who would work would work. Um, some students who might have worked didn't like you know working remotely, but I got some incredible work. I mean, one of my students won the Congressional Arts over the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So you know, and she I do, I wasn't there to guide her like I would have been able to if she were in the classroom, and so it it forced them to be more creative because they didn't have me there watching them and saying oh well. Do you think you really want to do this? Maybe. And it helps me too, because now I can be a little more hands off than I used to be and just let them go and let's see where it takes them. You know, it's a learning curve for all of us. Um, I didn't, some students who, who work always work. I have students now who don't have art classes. They come into my room during the lunch period or they don't have a class and they work because they love art. So I never worry too much about who I do not get or how, because
1: a person who wants to make the art, wants to make art, who wants to engage in art, is going to engage in art, regardless if their parents truly even try to stop. Let Let me ask you this question, um, as a as a modern day uh, teacher, um, talk a little bit about uh, to the audience uh, how just uh, like we just say, rapping rapping with your student and and ta- talking with them about. Life things not necessarily associated with 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 class and schoolwork, because some of these uh, children, a lot of them actually, um, they need they need people to talk to. Um, they got voids in their lives, and uh, teachers playing a a dual, sometimes you know, triple role, not only mentoring and educating or parenting and and all that stuff. So, talk talk about where we are and what what you're experiencing uh, in the classroom. Uh, with students in the modern day and how we're living right now.
2: Well, I, I try to. I'm a very traditional, conservative kind of person, but I do try to have to learn from them. I will listen to some of the music they listen to, so I can know what it is that's filtering into them, and so on. And um, for our life has to have balance, harmony. We have to have we have certain values, and actually those those things are actually things that we do in art. So we talk about harmony in art and we, and I, I translate it into, into life situation. We talk about balance in art and I transfer it into life situation. So if I'm teaching them about balance, I say, okay, so you need to have balance in, in your, in your diet. You have to have balance in this. You can't just play games all day long. You have to do some work so you can have some money. So we talk about things like that and, and in in relationship to art and life. And as far as personal things, um, it's, uh, they're, I'm not one of the persons that students literally come and talk to too much. I will have a few, but um, I, think they, I don't think they really see me as the kind of person they can they can <laughs> talk about things. <laughs> I'm going to be straightforward thatbecause that because I'm, I'm a straightforward person. If a child comes to me and says, oh, my mother is not in touch, I'll be like, you need to respect your mom. hmm <laughs> You know, so... Um, but somebody else might, you know, they, I think they talk more to the peers and I try to try to tell them just find someone who is older, who is more experienced, who has lived life and, you know, talk to them. But it has to come down to building relationships and trust and, and things like that. So, I mean, there are a few, but, you know, I mean, like every teacher has some students who will talk to them and some who will go talk to someone else. Um, but Mr. Mr. it does obviously happen, yeah.
1: Mr. Hardin, um, um, we're in a different world now where um young people um at my age, you know, we weren't even thinking about entrepreneurship. I and mean, we've had this discussion um mm-hmm. on, on topics uh, throughout the week. But nowadays we, we really given how fluid the business uh landscape is, the terrain, that uh we 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 we, we gotta be talking to our young people um from a um we got speaking to them prospectively about always keeping entrepreneurship in their in their in their uh, thinking, their vision, even at a young age. Mm-hmm. Given what we're dealing with now, yeah. internet, yeah. Th- things happening, um, a creation, a creation, could, uh, a art creation
2: could be global overnight. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. I have a student who um, I had a student last semester who. Started his own online thing, and I also had an architect. Actually, had Alex Sanchez in my classroom um, last week, talking to the students about architecture, and um, and you know there were some of them were really really into into it and really interested, and they were really amazed that I mean he's a young man and he's already kind of like made it. He's from here, he's from Mombiju, right. right? So they were really enamored um, with his presentation. And one of the things I have told my students is, don't be a worker bee. Don't be Do a i look for that nice A worker bee. A worker bee. Okay. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you know what I mean, right? Mm-hmm. I said And I remember when I first said that to the students, when it first came to me that, oh, my God, this is what they're producing. We're producing these worker bees. The, the student said to me, but we don't know what else to be. So I said, hey, instead of being a construction worker, why don't you be a construction manager? He's like, eh, you know so it's like this thing we feel like we have to go do the nine to five and bring in the paycheck individually and and hopefully you know you reach one or two students um you know because the truth is you're in the classroom for one student that one student who's going to pick up that little nugget and excel beyond your imagination you try to teach everybody but it's it's pretty you know the numbers are pretty low of who's going to really pick up that and do that extra work that is necessary to excel beyond what you know you can imagine as an, in, an instructor but I do try to encourage them to be entrepreneurial um, to be um, innovative and that's what my class is about you know they have to so right now they're working on architectural projects um, with kind of it's almost like a STEM project they had to
1: we'll, 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 we'll pick up the discussion right there and I mm-hmm. am some wants to join in there as well when we start talking about entrepreneurship Uh, opportunities and potential for young people. Take a break. Our Thursday, uh, our number one, uh, and some Richard's retrospective and art education. We'll be
3: back right after this. Parents, have you struggled with finding safe spaces for your children to meet up and learn through play and social interaction? Teen Time at the VI Children's Museum offers fun family learning for children ages 12 to 18 years old. A free program for all participants. For dates and information, 340 643 0366 or teen time at Vichildren'sMuseum.org. 1A is your place for daily conversation with thoughtful guests and listeners from around the country. Fridays are home to our news roundups, where we answer your questions about the biggest stories of the week. I'm Jen White. This year, we continue to celebrate
1: your freedom to listen, weigh in, and share what you're curious about. And with your help, we'll get to the heart of the story together.
3: Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. Here's a fun fact for you.
2: The average chameleon can point their eyes in two different directions. On the other hand, the average human can't. So unless you're a chameleon, there's absolutely no way you can focus on texting and driving at the same time. So don't do it, unless you're a chameleon. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council.
3: It's that time of the year when it's nice to connect with each other. WTJX has been here for you all year round. But we need your support. Show your gratitude for WTJX and give today by calling 844-737-9842 or by heading to wtjx.org forward slash donate. Thank you from WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands.
1: back here, Arts Thursday, and uh, we're talking about uh, a former uh, teacher, uh, one, of, one of our, our better uh, art instructors, and just artists, uh, Anselm Richards. And currently, um, some of his work is at the Cambridge Gallery, located at uh, 24 Company Street, uh, Christian when you're uh, coming out of Tongue. After you past Catholic Church on the left-hand side, second to last building, right?
0: Yes, that's Second correct. to
1: last building on the left-hand side, uh, your cabinet. Sits. So you wanted to chime in there when we were talking um encouraging I, young people into entrepreneurship, of course, you have taken a big plunge uh recently and all that stuff. What, what what's your thoughts?
0: Yeah, that's 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 a big plunge. Um, because I exited one career and went into another. And um that bit of entrepreneurship took a lot of financing. So as um as you do that you also have to figure out your path. If you know, if you if you can afford the project and you map things out and see how it can happen for you. Um, I do believe in entrepreneurship. I came from a very working class family. My parents rented property and it was really important for me one day to own. So, you know, stretching my wings and keeping my eye on the prize. I knew one day I wanted to have a house of my own. And I watched my dad you know, be a contractor, carpenter. He wasn't allowed to finish, go to high school. So at 13, he had to go out with his dad and be a carpenter. I mean, that was an entrepreneurship itself for 13, knowing that you've got to learn how to hammer and hold wood and make things happen. But I I watched him through the years, you know, be his own entrepreneur. And I think that had a a huge effect on me. Mm -hmm. And I kind of wish he took me to his side. I guess because I was a girl, it didn't happen. I think if he had a son, maybe. Mm -hmm. And I didn't learn that um, aspect of things. But I had in my mind always that... um, I can stretch myself and do something that was very different. And, and I think also to meeting Essie Green, um, the owner of Essie Green Galleries, who had her own art gallery, that kind of propelled me that I can make it happen. I can get it done. I can have my own art gallery.
1: Um, I, I mentioned, um, before we get back to Ms. Ms. Wacha, I mentioned how, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, so quickly is an obvious word, but uh, there's another word just um, because it, it can happen at the speed of light how quickly one's work could could, could, could get out there. Mm-hmm. Um, that 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 dynamic um, is, is, is something that you always got to keep in mind. I mean it's a dream, but um, there's nothing stopping anyone from putting their work out uh, in the public, regardless of how popular or how well it may be received.
0: Right. There's there's so many different venues. Um, You know, one doesn't have to come through an art gallery to get the work out. Um, Young artists are putting their work out or artists are just putting their work out on Instagram. Um, My daughter tells me Facebook is kind of old, but, you know, (laughs) definitely Instagram. So things are constantly flowing through that. Artists are doing talks about their work. Um, you know you can see them paint on Instagram so there's some really um, I think things that are happening very instantaneously that can um, blow things up. Um, I was just told that um, there was like a child prodigy I think he's like um, I think he's like 11 years old and his work is selling for thousands and thousands of dollars mm-hmm. now I don't know how long. That that child as growing up, he, he can sustain that mm-hmm. um, being a prodigy. I don't know much about child prodigies in terms of the um, the visual arts, but there, you know, there there will always be a market, I think, for things to move quickly. The pandemic also, because people have had to be home. I think the younger generation, it's either X or Z, I'm not quite sure, please forgive me, I'm not in the mm-hmm. right generation of calling the right letter, but that generation has redefined how to work. They, I think they work smarter. Um, they're working from home they have those computer there they're you know you're here and it's 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 um eight o'clock here it's it's five o'clock someplace else my daughter has to be up to talk to a team in another state she works for um amazon she's on a specific team in amazon she doesn't have to go out mm-hmm. and she'll continue working um working from home my other daughter the same thing she goes into the office once or twice a day it has changed the the mechanism of this paradigm there's a new paradigm to working that I think it allows the younger generation I think to be extremely extremely creative and and to work outside the box and that that goes hand in hand with being an artist
1: no whenever you come here um, we talk about uh, potential, and um, Ms. Walker, I, I, I want to know, w- w- what what is it about um, a Camille Pizarro painting, and you know, Sonia and I, we've had this discussion uh, over the years, that, that it could sell for $15 million? Is it because it's old? Because we know it's good. But is it because it's old and it's with, withstood the test of time? Oh, um, there are different things that,
2: that um, affect the price of a painting. Demand is definitely one of them. Um, With Pizarro, he was he was dubbed the father of impressionism. Yeah. 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 So you know he started the movement. So that makes it him important as well. And um, yes, the fact that there will be never another Pizarro ever made makes it also very important because now you know it's demand and um, availability. Mm -hmm. So those things, those things affect those older artworks a lot. But I think for new artwork, I think it's who you know. My, my professor at university, he said, it's who you know. <laughs> it's, it's really, it boils but. down to that. So that child prodigy, he has parents who know people or Thank somebody you. like that. I swear, yeah. So, for example, I, I was reading about, I read, you know, Artnet on this boy, this, this artist was doing this artwork for years and he was struggling. The same artwork that nobody was paying attention to, that he was struggling. And then somebody who knew somebody... Who knew somebody from Gogosian got him an introduction? and All of a sudden, his work is selling for tens of thousands of dollars. The same work that he couldn't sell yesterday for a dollar. Mm-hmm. Understand? So it's who you know, ultimately, and then who your. I mean, there are some works that resonate with people, like Lisa Butler. I, when the first time I saw her work, I just, I just shed tears because it's so amazing and so beautiful, and the technique is amazing, but just the way she does it as well, and. and the, what she does um so there's also that and you cannot deny that this person's work is so amazing it's just going to become they're going to become but you have to work you have every time i read about how you have to put in the work Mm -hmm. physical labor it's mental and emotional and psychological labor that artists put into the work so when an artist asks for let's say a pittance of three thousand dollars for a piece of art that's you know people are like what, mm-hmm. but when I, I, I show when my students finish a work of art, I know they will want to sell it for a lot of money because they know how much emotional labor goes into the work and physical labor. Like I was painting the other day and I got off my neck had a crick in it. It, it. You don't even realize because you're bent over for hours, hours doing what you're doing or standing. You know it, it it's physical labor, mentally, and I I just want them to understand. I make the art for me me i personally there are other artists who you have commercial you have commercial artists and you have fine artists and the commercial artists will make work for clients i uh, want a cat sitting on a perch looking out into the ocean whatever and they will say that to someone um and you have fine artists they get commissions but that commission is actually still something they are doing based on on the, the person will commission you based on what they know you already do um so it begins to be, you
1: know, relationship
2: building things like
1: that, that really makes your art sell. Go ahead. Did uh, I answer that question? <laughs> yeah. No, you did. I, I wanted because, uh, you know, our show is educational, so I just wanted to um, make <laughs> sure because you, you, you were you were worried about millennials and generation X and all that stuff, right? No, so I'm a baby boomer. I'm 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 a last year of baby boomer. I'm 64, 1964, right? Okay. <laughs> right. And uh, uh, anyone born between 1981 and 1986, 1996 is considered yeah. a millennial.
0: Okay, that would right. be my children. Right. Right. <laughs>
1: so so Generation X, Generation X is between the baby boomers and the millennials. Okay. Ah, okay. So that's 64 to 81. Right, uh, anyone born from '97 onwards, right? That's uh, why, right? And then the more the, the young, the youngins now. That's the that's the ones who've been threatening the who threatening the Republican Party by saying they impacted the election. Exactly. You know, what I'm saying the eighteen to twenty nine and, and all that stuff. And yeah. that's
0: where the shift has to happen. Yeah, I don't mean yeah. to sidestep the politics. No, 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 no. no but but just, that's yeah. where it has to be. Where you where you have to appeal. You have to understand mm-hmm. where that constituency lies and and. And to get them to vote. Mm-hmm. And that's the hardest group for me to talk to about voting.
1: It says since the oldest among this rising generation are just turning 22 this year, and most are still in their teens or younger, we hesitated at first to give them a new name, Generation Z. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Which, which is the last one, so... Yeah.
0: But I, I've spoken to at least...
1: But but they have I a, 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 I don't want to say greater, but... Uh, more energetic um desire to be entrepreneurs than we did when we were oh there.
0: yes oh yeah. yes yes yeah.
1: because they recognize they got money out there yeah
0: and, and the cost and, of
1: living actually forces them to actually be competitive and be aggressive
0: yes because
1: what we're dealing with the realities and that's what we're trying to tell people on the show we had a, a great show yesterday with uh someone simply wrong talking about agriculture uh, and then we followed that up with the with the Wapa CEO uh and Andy Smith. Um everything is integrated yeah everything we do. I mean you opening a business right you you got to look at revenues and and then electricity and the cost to run your business i mean you can 't ignore um, uh, any aspect of life um because it impacts you know how you the quality of your business and we talk about qualitative on this show because folks are tend to tend to be obsessed with quantitative but And if you really have appreciation for qualitative, quantitative tends to take care of itself. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, So we we try to get the young people to buy into, you know, having a a more, you know, broad scope. And you want to be focused, right, in what you're doing so that the quality of your your work is, is, is on point. But at the same time, you want them to, don't ignore the little things that's going on, mm-hmm. you know, um, in addition to what they're doing, the, yes. prim- the primary discipline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. yeah, that, That's good. So a um, couple of minutes left. Uh, looking forward to the, pers- the perspective. Uh, uh, actually, you know, hit, retrospective. Hit, 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 retrospective, I mean, sorry, hitting its mark.
0: Yep, yep. I'm looking forward to a huge group um, tonight because mm-hmm. tonight is the opening of um, our Thursday, mm-hmm. um, the season. So I'm really looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. and more people coming through and posting, telling people to come on through to the exhibit.
2: That's
1: good. Ms. Walker, any closing remarks? Ms. Walker, any closing remarks?
0: She sounds like she's handling her oh. students. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's okay. Um, she's,
1: yeah, she's I just a... would like to say that I um, just
2: encourage people to, um, you know, support k um, our Gallery. She's doing innovative things. Um and we will continue to try it and, and, you know, pick up, uh, how do you say, past masters. I think that was her initial term for, for that, um, you know, uh, in the African diaspora. So, and please support arts and education because, mm-hmm. you know, anything and everything we encounter in this world is connected to the arts. And
0: I just want to thank Everyone, if I missed your name today on radio, but I really so humbly thank everyone who made this happen. You know who you are out there and I could not have done it without you. Mm. I am just eternally grateful.
1: Yeah, and I I just glad that you know you came out here and you forced me to do some some, some research, you know. Respect the generation X and, and the millennials, and yeah, and all that stuff, you know. What I mean, so I appreciate that. So, thanks for being on and uh, good luck. Oh, thank uh, you. Continue oh, success, yeah, yeah. as you said, because uh, um, you've made oh. your mark two year anniversary coming up. I remember the, the very first uh display with Miss Walker back in December 2020. Yeah, yeah, it was
0: called Women Alone.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, and we one coming. That's all we thought. Simmons. Yes.
0: Okay,
1: Elroy Simmons. L. Ray Simmons and I. Oh, yes. well, and I, Harris, they're going to be. That's, that's the crumb that I crumbed on when you call Elroy yes. yes.
2: Simmons' yes. name. Yes.
1: He, he's well, definitely one of those. I'm very honored. No, no. When, well, when we were growing up, when we were teenagers, he was a, a a teacher at Elena Christian Junior High School. And um, when you hear Elroy Simmons' name, it's just a humble, uh, <laughs> you go humble yourself, mm-hmm. God. Uh, <laughs> you know, some people just born with a gift. You know what I'm saying. He's one of them. You know, some people they actually get to a level because they do what Miss Walker do spoke about, put in a lot of work. But in his case, he put in the work, but he had the gift as well, so it yes. was easy, you know, for him. So uh, that's gonna be a success, Miss Walker, guaranteed.
0: Yes, okay? it is going
1: to be. Okay, without a doubt. So that's March, sir.
0: Yes, it will yes. run uh, March through April.
1: March through April. Yeah. Okay. Actually, I
0: think you guys are going to have two art Th- Thursdays built into your um, to your exhibit. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fabulous.
1: Yeah, that's Great. awesome. So looking forward to that. Thanks for being here this morning. Appreciate it.
3: Oh,
0: my pleasure. You, you, you got it.
1: That's Nairis Walker, I have
0: to and uh,
1: educator and uh, artist and instructor, and of course, uh, want to give a shout out to Anton Richards again. Uh, definitely miss Sonia Nahardeen. Keen Roots Art Gallery. 24 Company Street. Like I said, when you're coming out of Tongue. Right? And you pass the um, Catholic Church. Before you get to the next block, the second to last building, you can't miss it on the left hand side. Thank you very much.
0: You're very welcome. You Thank gotta, you. We'll take a
1: break and we'll be back right after this with Um CMC from Dung in the West. Okay? Back right after this.
0: Hi, I'm Amy Goodman, host of Democracy Now. Democracy Now features ideas and voices from some of the best minds of this generation and previous ones, including activists, muckrakers, visionaries, artists, risk takers, academics, and just folks, as in the most just folks, who share a commitment to truth, democracy, justice, diversity, equality, and peace.
3: Catch Democracy Now at its new time, weekdays at 10 a.m. here on WTJX FM 93.1.
2: Listening to the wings of a monarch butterfly. What a magical thought.
1: They arrive here on the Day of the Dead, which we celebrate here in Mexico. And a lot of the indigenous people
2: believe that it's the souls of their ancestors that are returning,
3: you know. And it's very spiritual. That's on point with me, Meghna Chakrabarty Weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1.